0: Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomfortable. Comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. My guest for this episode is Megan Kwan. Megan is a Vancouver-based graphic designer and creative, and she's passionately driven and continuously inspired by the power of storytelling and the ability to connect with others through shared experiences. Now, at her final year at Emily Carr University in Design, she began Of Loss and Grief, an award-winning project exploring the ongoing and very personal process of life after loss. Between her personal projects and working at a local design studio, Megan describes herself as a front porch and hammock enthusiast, an avid traveller and gallery goer. She's a daughter, older sister, friend, feminist and aspiring boss lady. In our conversation today, we do talk pretty candidly about loss and grief. If you have lost someone recently, then please do listen with care. And make sure that you're kind to yourself during and after the episode. There is also some adult language in our episode, so when listening, it's always best to pop on those headphones. Enjoy. Welcome. Um, I'm actually quite excited for this episode, and I spoke to you briefly about this, because in the past we've had an episode where we've kind of explored the reality of mortality, um, which has been something that's inspired me a lot, but I've actually never truly went through the grieving process, because I've never actually lost anyone close to me that I didn't expect like I've had grandparents who were old and passed away so it's a whole process that I've never kind of come across before so I'm I loved your project and the work you're doing so I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it thank you I'm really excited to be here thank you so tell us a little bit about of loss and grief and where the inspiration came from
1: yeah, so a loss and grief was um, mainly inspired by a personal experience. So a lot of this is actually going to be uh, from personal experience. Um, my mom was uh, diagnosed with ovarian clear blue clear cell cancer, okay. um, which is terminal. Mm-hmm. So we had about six months with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, pretty quick. I'd just gotten back from like a Europe trip, mm-hmm. and my sister was uh, finishing her high school degree, and so you know, it kind of flipped everything on its head. Yeah. I was going into my final year at Emily Carr and um so yeah, it kind of shook everything up. Mm -hmm. And uh that kind of is what initially obviously inspired it based on a personal experience of losing my mom, uh, which has now been three years ago. Okay. And so basically what came of it was everything afterwards is really what inspired Project on Grief in particular, Mm -hmm. Um, we found after my mom passed away, you know, there was a lot of initial support, of course, like we had such a good community and support group out there. We had, you know, meal trains being brought to us. We had flowers, sympathy cards, the whole thing. My sister and I planned like the whole celebration of life. And uh, we had to do a viewing for the, you know, the more traditional side. And so it was kind of racing at that point, like right after she had passed away. Mm And so, you know, a couple of months later, I went back to school for a few classes. Um, my dad went back to work. Okay. It was kind of, you know, I guess we were trying to get back to normal. Like normal, yeah. Which is something I learned along the way. Is it's it's more like your life has changed. Yes. It's like like not going to go back to where the way it was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my mom was one of the most influential people in my life, and um, I learned so much. Uh, through her through the life that she lived but also you know the time where she was dying and then also Mm -hmm. afterwards um and so yeah I really was starting to feel alone in the sense of oh like okay it's been two months but it doesn't feel like that support is there anymore it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel you know even though I'm sure it's out there yeah you know when you're kind of in those lowest moments it's really hard to try and yeah seek it out or find it or and grief often comes up really
0: unexpectedly yeah and people also probably think by that point you just need some space mm-hmm. so they don't want to push your pride you yeah mm-hmm. and definitely
1: it's it's a touchy subject and mm-hmm. that's why I think it was it's kind of one that suits uncomfortable yes. and yeah. um, I'm hoping that through having more discourse and having you know, more space for it to live, mm-hmm. um, that hopefully, you know, these conversations won't be as uncomfortable moving forward. Yeah. That's kind of the end goal. But yeah, so what ended up happening, little ramble here, is just um, my dad actually ended up, during the celebration of life, we were going to say, like, in lieu of flowers, like, please donate mm-hmm. um, to the Cancer Society or something like that. And then he decided oh, huh, I might do the Ride to Conquer Cancer, oh, okay. which is like a 250-kilometer yes, cycling ride. It's long. Yeah. I saw my dad. He is, uh, you know, golf is his main form mm-hmm. of uh, <laughs> activity. <laughs> Exercise, yeah. Exercise, yeah. And he's like, um, you know, not what you would see as like your typical tall cyclist. Like yes. you can't see me, but we're all a relatively short family. Okay. So it was kind of like, are you sure? Yeah. And then once we put it out, it was, like, there's no backing yeah. out. Um, so once uh, he did that, next thing you know, we had family join the team. Oh, wow. Started as a team of one, and then it grew to be, like, my mom's friends joined. Mm-hmm. Then we had, you know, my sister's parents, like, sister's friend's parents join. And it was really unbelievable. It grew to, like, a team of
0: 12. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and then me and some friends, we all volunteered that weekend, and it was a very emotional weekend. Yeah. Um, especially for my dad, but it meant a lot for our entire family to see not only the amount of support that we've gotten, but also that, you know, like, there are people out there who have also experienced things that are maybe mm-hmm. similar, you know, and everyone at the same time has experienced loss, and collectively, there was, like, a level of understanding yeah, that was really unspoken or unsaid, yeah. which... Was the most supportive and uplifting experience that I had had since my mom passed away.
0: That's amazing. So
1: I wanted to be like, hmm, how can I like cultivate this mm-hmm. s- same feeling using like my like form of expression and yeah. my level of expertise, which is in design and exploring yeah. that. And so that's kind of how of loss and grief came about.
0: Wow. What was the reaction then? I'm assuming it was probably quite supportive of your family and friends when you said you were going to take this on as your kind of, you know, last year of university project. Did people kind of understand it or did you get people who thought it was a bit strange?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, entering actually a new year after taking some time off to spend time with Mm -hmm. my family when my mum was sick, um, I actually was entering a new year. So it was like a new set of people that I've actually never met before. So it was kind of interesting. I had this idea of maybe talking about death or grief, Mm -hmm. but not really super sure. So I'd actually, beginning of the year, you come in with a write-up of what you kind of want to do it on, and then you make a poster, and everybody walks around and, like, leaves comments. Oh, okay. It's like a feedback thing. Yeah. Yeah, they leave comments on your poster, and my poster was like... (laughs) Uh, it said, let's talk about death, baby.
0: <laughs> so that was kind of my, like,
1: first impression to a lot of people. And yeah. it's kind of like a little bit of a darker humor, um, given the fact that it's talking about something so heavy. But yeah. I think it kind of helps, and it's a little bit stark. And, yeah. um, you know, some and the humor
0: kind of lifts the exactly. a little bit. So
1: I did get a lot of good feedback. I think people were like, what are you going to do with mm-hmm. this? Like, what is this even going to look like? Um... You know, and I think the natural reactions of certain people were like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, cool. Gonna be known as the Death Girl. That's
0: cool. Good (laughs) start to my my last year. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, But what actually really surprised me was um, the amount of people that reached out after. Oh, wow. Um, I actually connected with a lot of people in the class that I never knew before. And then we were connecting on these really deep, Mm. intimate levels when talking about loss and it, yeah. I almost realised you know if you give people the space to talk about something that they've you know that's usually difficult to talk about in the day to day people will actually you know provide or share yeah. their stories because it's been bottled up or yeah. they haven't had the opportunity to really
0: it's like talk they, about it they want to yeah. they want to but they need that right space that right person to listen and um, to come forward and it's you know it's not easy I mean it's the reason I do this (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) to to have those conversations
1: exactly and I think that's the thing and I love I love that there are platforms like Uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. you know there was another actual project or gallery that really inspired this project that I came across through my travels Mm -hmm. um, called the Museum of Broken Relationships. Have you heard of it? I haven't, no. It's pretty interesting. It's awesome. Um, It actually really inspired this project um, just in terms of the format. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one in LA, but the main one's actually in Zagreb, Croatia. Oh, okay. Yeah, Um, and basically people submit objects or photos or stories pretty much, physical stories of a past relationship. Mm -hmm. and it usually comes in the form of an object and then they do like the typical museum card where they're like duration of relationship type of relationship and then just a paragraph about like what that object has to do with the relationship and I thought that was so interesting because we've all felt some sort of emotion or had some sort of encounter with relationships regardless if they're romantic or Mm -hmm. um, you know with parents or friends and it was really interesting to see it in this kind of light where you could enter and you could laugh at some stories and yeah. some you would almost be on the brink of tears and I felt that you know that was also a grieving yeah. of a past relationship as well and so I was like hmm I wonder if that this could be also a possibility for um, loss itself yeah. um, more more so to do with death
0: yeah yeah I mean grief is not just for when someone passes away right Mm -hmm. it can be a relationship or letting go of something Mm -hmm. that you've held on to for a long time even a job right and you can go through that process of that weird grieving process like I've had that before with career changes Mm -hmm. where it's odd and I I don't know how I feel I'm kind of upset but I know there's a new beginning and and it takes a while to to kind of get through it definitely Mm -hmm. and
1: You know, and that's why I kind of landed on the idea of loss and grief Mm -hmm. because they are really tied together Mm -hmm. and it's what is that loss to you? And um, yeah, so that that kind of museum really helped uh, inspire uh, the kind of format of this project and Mm -hmm. um, just a place where people can share their stories. Um, It's more so the idea of what's left behind after uh, someone has
0: Left, there's usually like emotions, yeah. there's people, and there's objects, there's mm-hmm. tangible things. Yeah, oh, I love that. Now, I have looked at your website and I will recommend everybody <laughs> does oh, it's you. of le- lossandgrief.co.co, right? Yes, yes, um, there was some writings which um, you wrote on there and I would love you to to read it because I thought it was so beautiful and when I was reading it there was tears in my eyes and it kind of somewhat explains the the concept of the the project yeah right? I
1: think it gets a bit complicated sometimes so this was like my mm-hmm. kind of fluid train of thought initially when I was conceptualizing the project okay. so yeah, yeah I can kind of get into it yeah. um, so this is not a place to get over your grief this will not fix the pain of loss nor prepare you for the loss of someone close. What this is, is a place where grief is always present, where grief can be acknowledged and expressed, entered and exited as you choose. It is a space that recognizes grief is an ongoing process that comes in waves and strikes at random. A place that brings the inevitable to light, to address, reflect, share, observe and validate with no rules of how you should or shouldn't grieve. It is a space of belonging for the grief we don't talk about for the overwhelming feelings that hit you when you finally have a moment to yourself, for the times when you're surrounded by people but still feel alone, for the emotions that don't make sense, for the moments of anger, sadness, guilt, and the lack of feeling at all, for the tears you didn't know you had left in you, for the life realizations you thought you already learned. This is a space to honor the ones that are no longer with us, and it is about what is left behind, the emotions, the objects, and the people. It's for the grief that goes unspoken and it is here where it is understood.
0: I love that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. No, it's yeah. beautiful and I thought I just think it kind of summed up the concept like perfectly because someone I'm I'm not a designer, but and I, I you know love to go to art exhibitions, but sometimes you see something and you kind of have to guess what the designers or the artists, you know, what they were, what their process was, and what they were thinking about. So, kind of reading that made me understand more, you know, what your process. More context. Was. More context. Yeah, exactly. And I loved that. Yeah. Now, what other contributions? Because I know you had kind of reached out to other people for mm. contributions. What did you? What did you get? What was the response? Yeah,
1: so that was a bit tricky because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm calling out. I had to kind of navigate. Um, A bit of the research ethics board Mm -hmm. because it's a sensitive topic. Right. Um, so I couldn't directly like target certain people and Mm -hmm. make them open up to me. It was kind of like, here's an open submission. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to contribute, um, this is a safe place. You can share whatever you want. There's no rules about what you share. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty much very open. Mm -hmm. Um and I was really, really uh not expecting to get the kind of response that I did. It okay. was really nice. Um, some didn't really fall through, but mm-hmm. still was really nice to just even connect and have a conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So some of the submissions, like I had a friend we met for coffee and she opened up about um, her personal experience of loss after mm-hmm. losing a, an ex that had overdosed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also a different set of grief and experience yeah. that I would yeah. have no idea about. So um She was super vulnerable and shared some sketches um, Mm -hmm. and just wrote like a very short to the point blurb about the situation. Yeah. um, And let kind of the work speak for itself. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I had um, a submission that was more a memory, a fond memory of, you know, like a a grandparent and Mm -hmm. these jars that contained all all the treats and goodies that they would be yeah Yeah. um i included some of my own submissions Mm -hmm. um i counted how many sympathy cards we got yeah yeah Yeah. just because the impact i feel like it was like okay it's Mm -hmm. this is kind of like how we process grief right
0: now and i don't know if it's it's great but i don't know if it's lasting yeah it's like well what do you do with those yeah when do you take them down off the mantelpiece or or whatever right yeah and that's
1: an interesting process in itself Mm -hmm. Um, like okay I guess we're done with this kind of taking it and putting it away like are we moving on now yeah it's quite interesting and so yeah I got a lot of really great responses had some amazing conversations with some incredibly strong people who were completely open and vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, especially in this submission case like the overall proposed kind of um system was that you know people could submit it anonymously and and through like the website but you know it was kind of prototyping it so it was people that right off the bat were just willing to contribute and support and um actually ended up connecting with someone who's in seattle through Mm -hmm. instagram social media (laughs) Um, and she actually had experienced loss and had written already a lot of stuff about her experience and so she submitted wow. some of that stuff which was incredible and so I've actually yeah. never met her in person. Oh, she yeah. came up to see the show but I wasn't oh, in town yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, but those are kind of like, that was it meant so much to me that people, you know not only could they use this space but they were, you know, so giving with what mm-hmm. they were giving to me in this yeah. project. And
0: willing to share. Definitely
1: like completely grateful for everyone and I had read some articles that I also um, messaged the original authors about grief, um, Mm. and they they allowed me to publish some of their stuff as well. So it was really nice. It was quite diverse in terms of the range of uh, content, more specifically in the publication. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ones on the uh, website are mainly... um, submissions entries in, the, in that okay. case
0: open call yeah.
1: as well as some uh, personal
0: blog posts more recently yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful it's amazing I definitely want people to check it out <laughs> now to kind of move to the death of your mother like everyone you know thinks death is an awful thing it's a horrible thing that can happen to anyone and, and that, is, that is true And you lose a loved one is there anything though that inspired you like maybe her strength in the last few days and has it changed your perception around death?
1: Yeah, I mean, my perception around death changed, but in more, I would say, my perception on life. Mm -hmm. Just to be dramatic like that. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, My mom was incredibly strong throughout her entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. she did not really waver from the character that she was before her diagnosis Mm -hmm. and after. Um, And in fact, she actually was Consoling a lot of people and preparing oh, wow. them for her yeah. own loss, um, which was quite interesting. Yeah. Like everyone that would go visit her would come out feeling better. Oh, yeah. So it's so incredible and just yeah. very strong. And, you know, I just um, really fortunate to have such a great mother and mm-hmm. um, and human in my life yeah. Um, and I think you know for her seeing the outpouring of people that she had kind of connected with in her lifetime too mm-hmm. that um, came out not just while she was you know bedridden or sick yeah. but also like at the celebration of life we maxed out on capacity wow. and it kind of made me think about what's important in life yes. and at the time I was living a really unsustainable kind of lifestyle like workaholic yeah like not sleeping properly, not taking care of myself, um, you know, and that kind of flipped it and made me reevaluate what is important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she inspired a lot of, you know, I, I talk about, you know, old Megan and new Megan. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's, it's less of that now because new Megan, <laughs> talking about myself in third person, is so yeah. weird, um, is kind of become who I, I guess have always wanted to be and oh wow I'm yeah like I can live my life and I would say this to people and people would be like don't say that but I'd be like I could die tomorrow and be happy with the life that I live yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. amazing I mean it's it's amazing that you can turn something you know kind of heartbreaking into a way to kind of change your life and how you actually you know want to live it
1: yeah and it, it and I definitely like. As much as you know, I learned that from my mom as well. I learned that from the people that um, were left behind mm-hmm. as well. So like, my dad kind of pouring his heart and soul into this. You know, we call we're called Team O'Hana <laughs> um, for for the ride to conquer cancer. Awesome. And so. Um, we have been doing that for the past three years okay. and my sister and I have actually rode now and yeah. crossed the finish line with oh, him congratulations thank you because
0: I've never done it I have friends who have and it's a mammoth bike ride
1: yeah and it's it's honestly like I think when you have something that's really driving you yeah. it makes it a lot I will say easier but the hills kill me yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I live in Richmond it's flat oh god yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh Yeah, so my dad has really just showing, you know, how he can really turn it into something positive. Mm -hmm. And then my sister, you know, she has her own battles and um, we're still experiencing grief in different ways, but she herself, like the way that she's been able to open up and communicate to different people about, you know, that experience and and seeing her, you know, fight through her own personal battles on top of dealing Mm -hmm. with grief, um, really inspiring as well. So it's it really makes me grateful for the family that I have yeah um and that goes beyond just blood
0: yeah yeah Yeah. oh that's amazing I love um you know when you and I've heard this from, from other people it's the sense of community that comes around so not even just immediate family but it sounds like your mom had a pretty solid community and I'm sure she was a big part of of that and then it makes you realize how important that is because sometimes we get into our own minds and want to lead our own lives and sadly it takes something tragic for us to come back to that but I think it's a great point point. and um, previous podcast guests who kind of work in that world of helping people live an inspired life through planning their death um, had a friend who he was terminally ill and he didn't have long to live so he reached out to his whole community, everybody he knew and he's like I want to spend time with you and actually made them kind of like schedule pockets of time to go yeah. and visit him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's it's incredible. You realise what's important and that working your ass off for what. Right. And it kind of it it made me really reflect a lot
1: about like what what drives me? What fulfills me? And then at the end of the day, like, what do I want to look back and, you know, see my life mm-hmm. as? And I definitely think it's the people, yes. like the people you connect with, the stories yeah. that you can tell or share,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and experience together. I think that a lot of times with grief, you know, after kind of the initial grievances kind of mm-hmm. dissipate and the sympathy you can feel a lot alone. Like you can feel like that community is mm. not there. Um, and so, you know, it's been an interesting process, you know, year three in. Yeah. And still processing grief. Mm-hmm. It's a journey in itself. It's something yeah. that you're never going to stop. Yeah. Will it ever go away?
0: That's, yeah. I, I don't think it is. I guess you just, your life changes, mm-hmm. as you said. And um, that's part of the process.
1: Yeah. A big, a big thing is, for me is realizing that grief is a reflection of how much you cared or loved mm-hmm. or connected to mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. that kind of helps yeah <laughs> when you're in the yeah. pain of it all um you know it, it doesn't maybe the pain doesn't come up as frequently anymore mm-hmm. but you know occasions that come up or yeah little memories or triggers here and there um and it's more about understanding then like how you can create your own space Mm -hmm.
0: um,
1: or how you can lean on your community to help out with that and it's something I'm still learning to do Um, it's always hard to ask for help
0: it is it's hard to reach out Mm -hmm. and and grief and loss is even a hard topic for a lot of people to talk about Mm -hmm. so um, I know you can probably only speak from like personal experience but what do you think like people can do when we're in they're, they're feeling that loneliness like what can they do to reach out and how can we make that like a comfortable conversation for people
1: yeah it's definitely not easy because as a supporter i know you don't want to bring it up if they're having a good day Mm -hmm. you don't want to make them go down that you know spiral so it's it is really hard Mm -hmm. um i will say on the outside yeah um speaking to you know of loss and grief the project it's nice i would like to potentially continue it to be able to mm-hmm. have a platform where people can go to whenever they need yeah. it. Um, that's something that I, you know, I'm very passionate about and, and hope that, you know, it could be more realized in a,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a wider reached setting. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, I've taken a bit of a direct break from it just because, yeah. you know, everyone needs a bit of time to yes. not be always thinking about grief when oh, you don't yeah. need to. <laughs> Definitely. Plus you work full time. Yeah. Life happens as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, so some things that help are uh, sharing memories. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, my sister, one of the best things that she ever gave me was uh, a set of letters where she wrote, you know, words of support or wisdom or whatever silly little tidbits, and she would address the envelopes, like, read this when you miss mom, Aww. or, you know, when you had a tough day, and things like that, where you can like, access these things when you need them. Mm-hmm.
0: They're there. Yeah, yeah, because the
1: the support that we see right now is, like, you can schedule appointments in advance mm-hmm. to talk to maybe counselors or support groups, um, but there is, it's really hard to find something that's immediately there for you when yeah. you're actually... Sitting alone in In your bed, exactly, and like grief hits really hard. Um, So I actually another place uh, that I have found really helped was uh, Reddit. Oh, yeah, there's a subreddit group that's I think it's our grief support. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really incredible, and not what you typically think of Reddit when you think of trolls know, and stuff that's, like that.
0: That's it's one place I don't generally go on very much unless like I have a weird question and I Google it and it comes up in a Reddit feed. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I'll take a We're look. We're gonna
1: stream this movie. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. kind of
0: stuff. Um. So yeah, that's that's an interesting place to find support. I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: Yeah, and so it's kind of nice because it's a collective group of people who've experienced mm-hmm. loss. Um, some people will share. Like a little tidbit about what they're experiencing or some of them will have questions some of them just need a vent yeah um or a release and uh people respond
0: that's amazing and it's incredible
1: and then sometimes I'd find myself responding and then it becomes this little community yeah that's always there there's some chat rooms honestly once I started looking and doing mm-hmm. a bit more research I did see that it is there yeah but people just don't know about it unless yeah. you dig
0: and it's not something unless you experience mm-hmm. loss and are going through that grieving process that you would generally look for. Exactly. Right, you kind of have to be there. Because I know there's things like death cafes now yeah. is something that seem to be popping up a lot. Yeah, they actually
1: host them at um, some of the public libraries. Oh, is like it okay? this one yeah, I And I think it
0: might be here that I've yeah, seen Yeah, you've that. probably seen that in Yeah, we're at, we're at Vancouver Public Library yeah, right now. <laughs> for some context. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, it's really it's really cool once you kind of actually dig into it a bit. Mm-hmm. That one's a little less about grief support. It's oh, a little okay. bit more talking about the context of death. Oh, okay. But it is okay. quite interesting in general. Just to, you know, I think once you face grief, I mean, maybe not everyone gets as fascinated about how we experience our own mortality as mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> but uh, you know, to know that. It, there is a space and people do want to talk about it is yeah. quite interesting. Um, books are another really yes. good place.
0: Yeah. What like Was there any books that you turned to that were really helpful? Yeah. So uh, there's one,
1: I think it, I will have to kind of send you later on the actual specific name. Yeah, so that's okay. That. And then we
0: can add it to the show notes so people Perfect. can see yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um, get Smoke in Your Eyes. It's mm-hmm. like a young crematorium. Oh, okay. She's like in her 20s, uh, which is, like, I'm in my young 20s right mm-hmm. now, so it's kind of nice to, like, see that experience. But reading about loss and death at that level was really interesting. Um, maybe not as much to support me in the grief setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I s- turned to a lot of life books. So mm. common ones like The Alchemist.
0: Okay. Yeah. That
1: one came to me at a really good time in my life mm-hmm. and made me rethink about, you know, what what do I want from this life? Yeah. Um, What's important. Exactly. Yeah. And then another one was Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, yeah, Mijella. yeah, I've read Such that one. Such a good one. book. Yeah, yeah, it has me in tears, mm-hmm. has me laughing. Like yeah. it's that book is also incredible, and I always tell people to read it. Yeah, because um, that's also one that talks about death and mm-hmm. loss and what is left behind and how we should live this life. And so that one was really, really interesting. Um, it was actually a book that was gifted to my mom by my uncle.
0: Oh wow, um, yeah. her
1: brother. So, you know, when the time was right, I decided to mm-hmm. pick it up and read it as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I find things that people can access, you know, on their own time mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. Um, uh, something that my sister and I do now, um, more recently we've started to do it, is we'll text each other when a mom memory comes up. Oh, okay. Because memories, I find, are the hardest part. Yeah. Because um, you're scared to lose them. Yeah. Um, and so and it when can be
0: happy, but it can be really sad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Most of them, for the
1: most part, have been really light. And mm-hmm. They'll just come up as we go along. Like I was at the ATM. I was like, remember mum memory? Like remember when she'd let us push all the buttons? Yeah. Just really small yeah. things like that. But those actually really brighten my day, and yeah. it's nice to feel connected to my sister in that. Yeah. In that level. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms of other support, it is it is hard, but always just letting, you know, a friend or that mm-hmm. person know that you're there Yeah. and, um, you know, giving them their space but also, you know, you we can share an experience with them as well and um, in the end, like, as long as you feel supported or mm-hmm. you actually are even given the space, I think that's one of the most important. Yeah. Um, given the space when, you know, to just talk about like your loss in a more less like uncomfortable setting is actually really nice yeah it's a lot of weight lifted off of like my shoulders and
0: chest um yeah but I guess people just kind of are are scared to bring it up or approach it because they don't want to upset you they don't really want to see you cry some people don't feel comfortable when other people are emotional um and like you know that's the same grief loss and death so like why do you think people kind of close up has have you ever given this whole process um i would find it rather interesting to see like you know what is it that i see that kind of maybe triggers people to close up and not want to talk to me about right i mean it's different
1: for everyone Mm -hmm. um you know and when you share about your loss you know you get a certain type of risk kind of response and people are like, oh, sending like sympathy Mm -hmm. and things like that. And nothing, nothing is really wrong about it. It's like, what, what can you say Mm -hmm. in times like that? And, um, you know, it's, it's more just words of comfort. Like, I know, I don't know what you're experiencing right now. And I'm sure it's really hard. Know that you have a shoulder to cry on when you need or, um, you know, you can send them funny pictures or send them like, just so they know that you're there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what triggers certain people, um, you know, be patient with yeah. that person for opening up. If I, honestly, if I start talking or bring up my mom, it's usually because I want to talk about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes people will try and, like, shift the subject or, mm-hmm. you know, push it off the shoulders. Yeah. But often if I've already taken the, you know, taken it within me to bring her up, it's usually... A lot more lighthearted. Yeah. Um, speaking from now, experiencing um, grief for three years, I've experienced loss in other um, mm-hmm. places in my life. It's definitely not new to my family. Okay. But yeah. um, but it definitely was one of the most hardest hitting. Yeah. 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 So just. Yeah, having friends even remember her birthday is really yeah, nice. Send or send you a
0: text, yeah. at least, like, something as small as that.
1: I think that, that too, is really, really nice, especially on a more, like, extended basis. Mm-hmm. When Mother's Day comes up, I had yeah. some people, you know, message, be, me, like, just thinking of you. Um, yeah. And, you know, don't expect a reply. I think that's another yeah. big thing is, you know, I, I shouldn't have to mm-hmm. now support, like, your emotions. Like, just... Yeah. Do it at a giving
0: yeah. kind of pace or manner. Yeah. That's
1: always so deeply appreciated. Yeah, but yeah. that's
0: a really good point is yeah, don't expect a reply. That's because then it's almost like the other person wants to feel valued for what they've just sent. And then that's kind of awkward so like if you just send it knowing that I just want this person to know this yeah. and that's it and I'm okay with that
1: and, and sometimes people disclaim too because mm-hmm. you know if you get so many people reaching out mm. sometimes yeah, or even just a few it's a lot to try and be like oh thank you so much like, yeah. it gets kind of repetitive and yeah. it's not to say that it's not you know th- that I or other people are not grateful for it mm-hmm. it's just it does take a certain amount of energy and so yeah. sometimes people will disclaim like hey like just wanted to um, check in on you. No need to respond. Sending my love. Yeah, and that in itself—it's so small, but it, it can actually just remind you that you're not alone. Yeah,
0: and just make a difference. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. So what? I know you said you've taken a little bit of a hiatus from the off of loss and grief, um, pro- like, project but, like, do you plan to start that or is there anything else around kind of having that dialogue around grief that you would like to kind of put into action?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, this is the first issue that was mm-hmm. not published for the public. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to create another issue, in an exhibition eventually, yeah. that would be incredible. Um, when I do share a few of my own personal thoughts on the website. I've gotten a lot of really amazing response uh, from people who, you know, are like, "Oh, like I would love to contribute or keep doing that." So yeah. I am. It's quite lovely. Like such a great community who's really supportive of yeah. something like this. Um, so yeah, I would love to be able to continue to explore it. Um, I just need to make the time. Yeah. And I think you know this is a really good start for me to mm-hmm. be able to reflect on it. Um, having this conversation with you yeah. um, kind of reminds me why. You know, I'm I'm doing what I do, and like in a in a way, like to say that like I can advocate for grief. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's good. Yeah, like it's grief advocate. Yeah, maybe I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, put that on my business card. (laughs) Um, But it's it's yeah, I'm hoping that I can pull it together and and maybe lean into to my connections Mm -hmm. who maybe would want to help out too and maybe not make this like a one-person project.
0: Yeah, bring Um, other collaborators in. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I had so much incredible support with the first issue. Yeah. Friends that would, you know, we would have... Feedback sessions sitting yeah. on our couch where it, we go it's through it together. Beautiful, and, oh, thank like you. just
0: we're here with the pu- publication. So there's the online, mm-hmm. but then you actually have like hard copy publication, mm-hmm. and it's it's beautiful. It's like a designer's dream. I wish <laughs> I could design like that, but I couldn't do anything.
1: <laughs> it's kind of yeah. It was kind of
0: uh,
1: it's such a personal project, mm-hmm. and and you know communication design, which is um, what I studied at Emily Carr. Mm-hmm. It's it's a visual. Communication. So it's how do you take information or stories and then share them in a way yeah. that is digestible yeah. or that people will connect with. Yeah. Um. And so you know, studying communication design really made me realize how much it actually can impact people. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't really realize initially. Like when I first started graphic design, yeah. I thought it was something completely different. Um. <laughs> Well, it is what I thought it was, but it also is so much more. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that it can be continued and there's always room for improvement. And, yeah, so I hope that at some point um, I can really dedicate the time yeah. that I would like to back to this. Okay. Who knows what, when and what that will look like. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope that you do, you. and when you do, please let us know, and yeah, we can have you back on. Yeah, just a check-in. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do a how little check-in, yeah. see what's next, see how we can get people kind of contributing. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing, but That's thank so you so much, yeah. Megan. Thank you so much. That was yeah. beautiful, and um, I'm glad there's people in the world like you doing that work, because I don't think there's enough of us, but hopefully there'll be more
1: yeah hopefully Mm -hmm. hopefully this can maybe someone else that had a project in their mind doesn't have to be grief but Mm -hmm. yeah podcast like uncomfortable is really great to just get it started
0: definitely awesome well thank you thank you so much hey guys thanks so much for listening to my conversation with megan i hope that you found it inspiring or perhaps it gave you a different perspective on how you can cope with grief Feel free to connect with Megan over on her website, megan quancom And I would highly recommend that you check out her project of loss and grief by visiting of You can also connect with Megan over on her Instagram account at mkwan.design. And of course, I'll post all of these links in our show notes. If you enjoyed our conversation, then feel free to let us know in the comments section over on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on any of our social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog, and we're on Twitter at uncomfy_podcast. podcast. You can support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging a small $5 per month so that we can keep on running. Visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate for more information. Thanks again for tuning in. Now go forth and get uncomfortable.